All right, uh, coming up the home stretch here. We're here till six forty. We get college hoops tonight. Arkansas at Texas A and M. Uh, in an interview with ESPN on Tuesday, a, a wide-ranging interview, as they describe it, that was an hour long, uh, NCAA President Charlie Baker said he is not in favor of rules or federal law that would place limits, new limits on the way college athletes can transfer between schools. Baker said he has no sympathy for many of the coaches who have publicly complained about the difficulties they have in maintaining stable rosters in the new sports environment that carries fewer restrictions on player transfers and allows for name, image, and likeness deals that have proved to be incentives for players to consider changing teams. Uh, He said, I have had conversations with a bunch of coaches who didn't walk out of their contracts. Oh, that's cute. Uh, One of the things I hear from the kids when I talk to them is about This issue is coaches walk out of their contracts. What about us? Baker said he thinks the rate of transfers in college sports reflects a larger trend of all college sports changing schools more frequently than they did in the past. He says, do they transfer more than they did 10 years ago? Yes, they do. They transfer more than their peers who aren't student athletes? No, he says. They actually transfer less than students who aren't student athletes do. And kids uh, transfer more because they have more information, more data, and they're more impatient about a lot of things. Uh, Baker, who's approaching the end of his first year as the NCAA president and many other uh, leaders in college sports, have petitioned Congress to help regaining some control over the future of college sports amid uh, myriad uh, legal issues the NCAA uh, has going on right now. Several of the bills and proposals generated by Congress include provisions that would make it more difficult for an athlete to transfer uh, Baker went on to say, I'm not in favor of that much. I'm, it's not much on that. I'm I'm not. Um, he said, talking about those uh, things that would restrict uh, college players from moving uh, as far as, you know, the, the restriction of the ability to transfer. But I think what the, the bigger problem is just like a window of transfer needs to be changed, right? Like you have to have right. a, a closing of the window at some point so you know the roster's set. That's all. Right. I, th- I think that's a big part of it. And also, I, I get the whole coaches walking out of their contracts thing, but it's not like – they're walking out on these contracts and, and, and nothing happens. There's dollars that are attached to that and there's buyouts that are yes. attached to that that somebody has to foot the bill for and usually it's wherever they're going. That's part of the buyout in, the, in that contract. So it, you don't see, like there's no, hey, you're going to transfer to said school so the, the, the NIL money that was promised to you, somebody's going to have to give that back or that's going to have to be bought and paid for and given back to the collective or given back to the school or whatever that's not happening so while i don't necessarily i'm not being anti-athlete transferring here but you can't act like you can't use that example and act like these coaches leave and nothing happens well or again and we see this all the time coach said coach leaves then the portal gets they all get in the portal right so it's happening it's not like we're stopping them from leaving it's just like there should be a window and i don't know if said coach left outside of the window Okay, let him go. But here's the other problem, which he I don't know if he talks about in the story, is um, you know there are schools that do not have actual scholarships taking on these players and using the NIL money for you know a way to subsidize it and paying them for their full scholarship and then some to keep them there, even though they're not going to be you know on scholarship and really not even in some places an actual full time player. They're more like a practice player getting this money and this is what's driving the mid-major schools absolutely bonkers uh because they're losing out for guys going places to take you know lesser roles um it's not necessarily a great experience for them either 
and it obviously it it puts your job at risk. <laughs> I mean, that's the other part of it. They're not just being whiny bitches for sport of it. They're in their their jobs in danger because they're losing these players. The fans don't care. They just care about the results. They don't care how it happened. They're just like, well, so what? So you got fifty eight new players. Who gives the damn? Well, that's pretty significant. That's hard yeah. to overcome year in and year out. Um, professional sports teams don't have that kind of turnover. Do, you, do we understand that? Let's just think about that for a minute. NFL teams do not have that kind of turnover, no. right? First of all, they have 53-man rosters. So professional sports teams, which have much bigger uh, staffs, they have, again, full-time everything, right? Like everybody's full-time, you know, all in. Uh, you know, they're, they're, their guys are with them every day at the facility. They're not leaving the facility to go to classes and all this other stuff. So, you know, they have all this stuff, and they don't have to deal with with as much turnover as many of these college teams are dealing with now. And quite frankly, it's not like you're not even getting like 20 plus player turnover usually in the NFL. I mean, if you were talking about like say half of your roster, which is essentially what fifty from time to time you get thirty or so after like a yeah. coaching change, but that's that's. I mean, if you're doing a total teardown, not, um, not common, and that's usually by choice. By right. the way, right? You don't. You're not choosing. If you if you're one of well, these major schools by the way, to have just that much turnover, thirty one other teams in the NFL. Right. <laughs> There's only thirty one other teams in the NFL. It's a little different, and you have this thing called the draft, uh, which makes it easier too. So anyway, Baker went on to say that even if Congress doesn't pass the NCAA law before the coming election in November, he will continue to pursue laws in the future. Um, there are multiple legal challenges that pose a major threat to the way the NCAA currently operates and could conclude in the next twelve months. Baker said even if some of those antitrust cases or efforts to turn college athletes and employees succeed, the NCAA will continue uh, pressing Congress for help. He says if we don't get it done this year, we'll certainly have more examples about uh, about why it would be important to take on a preemptive and compensation of employment uh, and some of these other issues to Congress, he said. He also addressed that there really isn't a path forward for the NCAA to solve the current legal issues in a sustainable way without uh, some intervention from federal lawmakers. That's what we were talking about earlier with Mitt Winter, if you missed that. Four o'clock hour, uh, right at the top there, we talked to him. He's an NIL lawyer and college sports lawyer. Uh, Baker also went on to say on the other topics, um, he said he thinks there's an opportunity to expand the NCAA basketball tournament if it's done with care and says he does not support the idea of decreasing opportunities for schools from smaller leagues to make the tournaments by eliminating the automatic bids those leagues uh, get for their teams to win their conference championships. He just wanted to do that in the NIT. Yeah. (laughs) They just do that for the NIT, not for this. Yeah. Um, Most people follow college sports think the NCAA tournament and basketball is perfect, right? So anything that's done to change it needs to be done with care and consideration. Here would be a quick fix for this year's tournament. Don't make mid-major play mid-major in round one. That's, That's one of their fix. favorite little things they yep. love to do now yep. to game the system for these, you know, these thin-skinned major conferences who feel like they being mis- they're being mistreated somehow. Uh, Baker went on to say that NCAA basketball committee has been discussing those ideas since last summer, and the association might have some updates and potential changes between now and the end of the year um, in early April. The end of the tournament in early April, rather. Well, yeah, that would be a good time to roll it out, right? Here's our new tournament next year. I'm not, again, I I used to be very down on the idea of messing with the tournament. But, you know, you have to look at the numbers at some point and say to yourself, there are 362 of these schools now playing Division I basketball. Yeah. Like, you know, 68 is just not enough anymore. 
And if is it is it 96? I don't know. Is it 78? Is it 84? I don't know what the heck the number is. I mean, I don't know what it needs to be. I don't think it goes more than 96 um, if that's the number that you get stuck on. And there's a way to do it over just like one extra weekend, I think somebody told yeah. me. Yeah. Did the math on it for me. I, I don't know. Maybe you can cut out some of the bogus tournaments that um, – that, that take place in season in these holiday tournaments. Some of these things, and I'm sure make money for somebody, but also probably just cause more problems for schools. Um, I don't know. I, I just think there's, there is a way to increase it without ruining it. Right. Like there's, there's certainly a way to do that. Like, you can play games on campus, which would kind of be cool too. Yeah. I'm going to be the guy that says, do, do we really need to go to, to St. Thomas and all of these other yeah. random places right. to have tournaments when you could have more of an NCAA tournament later on? I just, that's just me. Yeah, and, and you know, I know now they're like, well, they're not in the middle of the TV. T- you know, the, we're not in a TV contract. You know, so we're not up. So how do you do this or whatever with True TV? You know, TNT and what have you. Well, I mean, clearly they could do the NFL model, which is, hey, hey, ESPN, hey, Fox, uh-huh. what do you think about picking up these? You know, first two, you know, the first round weekend, whatever we're going to call it, right? And bring them in. Just another way to do it. Just don't put it on a streaming service, and I'll be okay with it. I don't care. Like the first four usually isn't that a like a true TV yeah. exclusive type yeah, thing. Yeah. So I mean, that might be pretty obvious. And let's not forget. And I know you hate this, but let's not yeah. forget streaming as well. No, no, I just said no streaming. It's damn possible. It. <laughs> it's it's an option. It's not maybe going to be a great one, but yeah, it's an option. Yeah, no. Listen, the one thing that um, Turner's been good about in CBS over the years is it's on linear, and and yes, you can stream it. Um, they have that great thing you can do where you can watch it on CBS Sports, and then you can hit the thing that makes it look like you're still working. <laughs> and that stupid cheesy graphs. Have you ever seen this before? Yeah. Like you know the boss button or some some goofy thing. How does like that, that help me though? We don't use. Graphs. I know we don't. We're not. We can do whatever we want. We're allowed to watch the tournament oh, games that's right. while it's going on. Although actually the tournament games will be going on, we won't be on the air if the game before carrying them. So that's a good point. All right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. By the way, there was a bit of a brawl last night in uh, college hoops. We'll get to that and some what we missed before we get out of here tonight. Uh, text lines open for business, 757 687 9494. 757 687 9494. Scott Jackson, show priority on Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. All right. Uh, we are uh, here with you at about 640 tonight before I forehanded it over uh, to college basketball. We'll have a little Arkansas, Texas AM, a little uh, SEC tussle for you tonight uh, at that time. All right. 757 687 9494. Uh, that is the uh, Ballyhoo's phone line. Also, the text line, 757-687-9494, if you want to hit us on up uh, that way. Saw some stories today that I in baseball, that I, one of which I don't think is necessarily um, something maybe if you're a Tides fan you're rooting for. <laughs> but uh, a lot of, lot of uh, smoke about uh, Jackson Holiday, perhaps being ready for the big league club earlier than rather than later. Wow. Yeah. I mean, because again, a part of this is due in part to injuries, right? Um, uh, that going on there. I, I don't know. I mean, I would still think, you know, the Orioles have tended to be very conservative and careful uh, with their prospects. But again, if you're short, you're short, right? If you need bodies, you need bodies. So I think that's something uh, certainly to keep our uh, eyes on here early. I mean, I would think at some point he's going to be up with them this year. I, did, I don't. I didn't have it on the old bingo card as uh, right away. Yeah, not this early. Yeah. But it's not like you're burning a red shirt or anything either. No, so, yeah. no, it's true. I mean, it's not like you couldn't just uh, move on. 
uh, move him back down, I should say. But anyway, and it's going to be, um, you know, he, he, he was in the full scored workout today. Um, they're going to give him every chance uh, to complete the uh, rise to the majors is what they're saying. And okay, you expect that, right? Like you expect them to say that. I mean, if he's good, he's good. If he's good enough to stay, then he yeah. should stay. Yeah. Um, again, I would like to see a few more Tides games with him here at <laughs> Park. But well, hey, of course, you know, if, it yeah. if it has to go this way, it has to go this way. But, you know, they've got uh, they got a lot of talent, needless to say, in the infield. We'll do an Orioles uh, camp report later this week. I know my boy Jerry Coleman's down there. If I can get him out of one of those bars long enough to talk to us, I'll uh, do that. <laughs> That's Once, a tough ask. Yeah, man. I know. He just got down there, so I'm going to give him a few days to get his bearings. Uh, but, yeah, we'll get him before the week's over. I did see Aaron Judge. Uh, his big toe is uh, going to be a problem again. He said he missed 42 games last year, tore the ligament in his right big toe when he ran into the right field fence. I think it was at Dodger Stadium. And he said that uh, he made the comment today to reporters that it's going to be a constant maintenance thing for the rest of his career. Wow. He's, I mean, look, he's a huge guy. I mean, he's like, you know, guy six seven, you know, almost 290 pounds or whatever he is. And... I, you know, he's got a bigger big toe than you and I do. Let's just say that. You he's know, got a like, bigger big toe than than my head. Right. <laughs> and you know, it's it's going to be weird because he's now moving to center field, right? And you think, okay, yeah. if he's got toe maintenance issues, is that really going to put them? Yeah, I don't know. In the greatest uh, of situations in terms of their outfield, probably not. But at least he doesn't have to worry about crashing into you know the foul territory wall or anything because he's in the center field. He has to worry about the warning tracks and things like that. But, I mean, obviously, look, Judge is in the lineup for his bat, not for his uh, nimble feet uh, in center. But, you know, one of those deals where he is he has admitted there's probably going to be some physical limitations or maintenance needed throughout his career. You'd think they'd probably get like an orthotic for him or something like that that would help him a little bit. But uh, certainly – not something that's going to keep him out of the lineup, hopefully for 42 games like it did last year, but but definitely a little something different. That outfield's interesting. With uh, Juan Soto joining it, obviously, um, you know Juan, Juan Soto on that team is interesting too. With that left-handed bat, um, it, not going to lie, that's going to be hard to watch for me as somebody who would have Juan Soto to stay in DC for his entire career. But it's a good spot for him. I mean, he he should really be able to flourish there. Uh, with that order, you know, I think they're going to bat him second. Aaron Boone said that's the idea, at least going into going into the season uh, to have Soto there. He's excellent uh, in the clutch. He's you know got a good eye too. Um, so I mean, Juan should, as a left-handed hitter, really tear it up with with the Yankees. And again, plan on hitting Soto in front of Judge should should help the help the both of them. You would think. As the season were to move on uh, this year for the Yankees, but it's one of the teams that's very interesting for me to watch this year. You know, them certainly. The Dodgers looks look like a freaking dream team with what they have uh, in place this season. That's going to be fascinating to watch as well. But the Soto Judge combo will be pretty cool uh, for sure to check out this season because it does. You know, again, in the outfield, not going to probably be the greatest ever, but in terms of hitting pretty sick yeah i mean if it works out the way it's supposed to it, it could be pretty it could be pretty incredible did you see um i know your your team uh is the opposite of the yankees that rafael devers is not happy uh with the franchise's offseason in boston 
said it through his interpreter today. Yeah, he's he's not necessarily wrong. No, he's not. It actually has been extremely quiet. And to be honest with you, before I read this story today, I was thinking uh, to myself the other day, what do the what do the Red Sox actually do this offseason? Well, they just signed a closer that's not even going to be ready till next year. Is that really it? That's great. Yeah, that's pretty much all I've seen at this point. Well, they they signed Lucas Giolito, right? Right. Yeah, that they, was early. Yeah, they got um the guy who was such a disappointment with the Cardinals last year, Tyler O'Neill. They got Tyler O'Neill in a trade um with the with the Cardinals. Um they got him in a deal. They also got Vaughn Grisham in a trade, but they moved on for Verduga, right? He, they sent him to the Yankees. Yep. Chris Sale's gone. He was he's in that Braves deal with Grisham. But yeah, they I mean they didn't do a whole heck of a lot. Um I didn't disagree with moving on from Chris Sale cuz it was probably time. Sure. But you have to it used to be one of those reload type situations, right? And this is not a team that looks like it's trying to reload and if you're if you're going to try and sell me on the well why not now we're going to try and do it the way the Orioles Orioles have done it and develop it through the yeah. farm system. Well, that farm system hasn't exactly been burning it up lately. Yeah. So, I mean, if this is if there's some lean years ahead, then I can't blame uh, Rafael Devers for being upset. Yeah, so Devers um, said, I'm not saying that the team is not okay right now, but we need to be more conscious of what our weaknesses are and what we need. This is, again, through his interpreter. Um, they need to make adjustments to help us players to be in better position to win. Everybody in this organization wants to win. We as players want to win. I think they need to make the adjustment to help us win. Wouldn't it be funny if the interpreter made up all this crap and he didn't say any <laughs> of it? I mean, because honestly, I mean, I guess there's look, there's some Latin Americans, you know, uh, in in the crowd that are covering the team, so they would have known if this was fake. And I would I, like I don't to know. think so. I would hope so, but you know, who knows? You know, I always wondered that for all the years when you know, like Russia and the United States, the Soviet Union, maybe the interpreters had started. Well, did stuff. you see that there was there was some sort of a news conference for like a, like a big time like murder case or something, yeah. and there was a woman up there as the sign language interpreter that was not a sign language interpreter yes. at all. So she was just signing yes. random stuff, and people that were actually watching this that that yeah. were that were hearing impaired were going, "Hey, you know, this is gibberish." That this woman's putting out here, and yet she made it to like several press conferences before somebody finally went, "Hey, so great! This is not okay." <laughs> it could all be just made up, you know. I mean, Devers might have been just saying great stuff about the Red Sox and how he was excited for the season, and the interpreter just said, "No, nah, man, let's just blow this thing up <laughs> just for the fun let's of it." Let's get in the headlines. Let's, let's just make this. some headlines here, Raphael. You want to do a boring press conference? Come on, anybody could do one of these boring. <laughs> Looking forward to the season, you know, spring, hope springs eternal crap. Let's do something exciting and really, really rip this thing to shreds. You know what I mean? That's, that would have been, um, that would have been, you know, really fun to find out if he was doing that. But now I I guess somebody there would have spoken up, right? No, that's not what he said. What are you talking about? Well, if if they spoke up speaking the same language, the the interpreter could have just went, hey, I mean, he's just, he's just agreeing with him. Right. That's true. Nobody would know. Uh, nobody would know. Now, I, I, mean, I watched the thing, and it was weird how the guy was. At first, to be honest with you, I didn't know that was an interpreter sitting next to him. I always thought it was somebody interviewing him. <laughs> I started watching the video. Oh, boy. And then I'm like, oh, okay. I, and I thought maybe it was like one of these, hey, we're going to do this you know, do this for deportes or whatever. And, right, um, right. You know, we'll translate it later. But then I realized, no, 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 he's actually the interpreter for, for Raphael Devers. That was in there. But anyway, I digress. It was interesting. He's not wrong, by the way. No, he's not. Even even if it's just the interpreter's thoughts and not his. <laughs> Whoever said that is correct, because they did have an underwhelming, non-Red Sox-ish offseason. Well, I, I've very much been in the what exactly are we doing here crowd, yeah. and I just, you know, 
didn't seem like it was the right time to vocalize that, but we're, we're getting there. So Jeff Passan had this story today. And I, did you mention this during the old update? I did. I a did. few times I thought you did. That baseball may expand to 32 teams. And if they did, uh, right now the two top cities for expansion are Nashville, which is in every list, right? Like Nashville yeah, is yeah. always like the top expansion city for every possible thing now. And um, the other was Salt Lake City because, of course, Vegas has appeared to be getting a team, right? So, Although you hear them talk. Well, yeah, maybe not. Who know. knows? I, I think that Vegas, quite frankly, would rather go the expansion route than, than take the A's. So I think that's why the mayor of Vegas actually spoke up and said, hey, l- listen, A's, we, we – uh, we don't really have the interest that you do. You might want to think about staying. If you were an Oakland sports fan, would you would you ever go to Vegas after all this? Wouldn't you be so angry at uh, Vegas? I mean, because they've stole your baseball, you stole your football team, and now they're about to steal your baseball team. Like maybe they're also looking at it that way. Like, hey, we want to have Northern yeah. California people who want to come here and visit us, and not like want to kick our asses every time they see us. Well, I mean, and, and the thing is, too, does part of you not want to welcome the A's back because of what they're trying to pull? But then at the same time, I guess you welcome the Raiders back. So Yeah, what can you do? You got you to gotta, you know, you do what you can. Beggars can't be choosers at this point. All right, 757-687-9494. All right, we'll take a quick timeout. Uh, James has got the update coming up on the other side. We'll get into some what we missed before we hand it over to Arkansas. Texas A&M College Hoops tonight here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. A little bit of a brawl last night. Interesting call on it, too. We'll hear it next here. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. James Witham's got your sports center. All right, uh, final few moments here before we hand it over to college basketball with Arkansas Texas A&M tonight. Last night in college basketball, a massive brawl broke out in Texas A&M Commerce's 76-72 win at Incarnate Word as the team started shaking hands. And here's what it sounded like on ESPN+. Plus. This is really bad. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, full team fight. Coaches in the middle of it. Wouldn't be surprised. Someone got a nick on the face there. This is not what you want to see after that close of it a game. It has been a great game. We've got everything going on right now. We still have guys running after people. Someone in the crowd was hurt and hit. It looks like a young girl. Well, we got a manager that has blood on his face, and we still got guys that need to get to the locker room. Everyone's still rallying here. We we need to get this we need to get this settled. We finally have gotten some people to the locker room. So what was such a great game just ended in a way no one wants to see. Yeah, I mean, by the way, kudos to ESPN Plus for staying on the air. Yeah, what, <laughs> what happened times, there? The producers like wrap it up. Do not mention the fight. Wrap it up. Especially if it's the home broadcast, but uh, the uh, statement from Incarnate Word and uh, A&M Commerce both issuing apologies for behavior exhibited by our respective men's basketball program saying there's no place in college sports for such actions. Uh, the unsportsmanlike conduct that occurred after the game does not reflect the values of the universities involved as well as the Southland Conference and its member institutions. The matter is being reviewed collectively by the conference office on both institutions as safety of our student athletes and fans is our primary concern. Well, here's the good news. There was barely any fans of this game. Like it was family and friends in uh-huh. the broadcast team. 
that were uh, left over by the time this thing happened. So I guess that was the positive front there. But man, oh man, it was it was a little wild uh, to see what went down there. By the way, somebody was just sending me um, this text. But we were talking about the interpreters maybe sending things awry at times. He worked for a company that worked did a lot of work with Chinese firms, and they had an interpreter working for them. Um, and apparently they found out because one of their guys was a fluent uh, Mandarin, and guess what? The interpreter was, in fact, screwing them big time. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. He said, good thing we had that guy on the team, right? Uh, <laughs> no doubt. The interpreter couldn't figure it out where he was sending it back to China until we told him at the airport. <laughs> oh, that's a great story, Doug in Norfolk. Thanks, brother. That's awesome. <laughs> Oh, dear goodness. Uh, 860 says, thank you for touching on the Red Sox and their lack of offseason exclamation point. They're supposed to be one of the perennial top teams. And they haven't done anything. Maybe Deborah's comments will write a fire. Maybe. Maybe so. Maybe so. We'll see. Uh, listen, James is a big Red Sox fan, so I'm going to write him all year either for better or for worse, right? Like, if it's a good season, we'll talk about it. If it's a crappy season, we'll oh, talk it was about it. it was pretty lean last year, so I'm not holding out too much hope. Yeah. And I'm a Nationals fan, so I already know what season I'm getting. And oh, yay, the learners are staying, sticking around. Joy. <laughs> oh, I knew you were so oh, excited thanks. about that. Yeah, so happy about that. I knew it when, listen, when the Orioles got sold to one of the guys who was supposed to be you know, in on it with uh, Leonsis. I knew it was over, man. Hey, look, now, promises were made to family members and such. You, yeah. you, you can't break those promises. Yeah, right, please. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, when David Rubenstein bought the Orioles, I was like, oh boy, I think uh, I think the Nats are in trouble. Well, right? Josh Harris is out of money, too. Yeah, and Josh I got Harris, yeah. yeah. You can't save everybody. That's all right. We're a, we're a football city anyway. All right, uh, thanks to our guest today, Gene Wong from the Washington Post, talking Hokies and uh, Cavs from last night. Uh, Mitt Winter, NIL attorney, good stuff. We will be relying on him as uh, time moves on, because these things, as they say, aren't going anywhere. Uh, they're going to be happening a lot. All right, we got college basketball coming up next, Arkansas at Texas. Uh, tomorrow, it's What's Your Rank Wednesday. We're going to do something uh, with a franchise tagish theme when it comes to the NFL for your What's Your Rank Wednesday tomorrow, so be ready for that. Um, thanks to, again, all the guests. Um, tomorrow also is uh, Wednesdays with Wood, but I believe Wood is off tomorrow, so I think uh, we'll have uh, a pinch hitter in Ted Alexander. All right, we are brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident? Call 757-INJURED, 757-INJURED. The attorneys that represent us can represent you. Larry King Law, 757-INJURED. For James Witham, Scott Jackson, have a good night. We'll be back with you tomorrow at 3 o'clock here, Priority All Sports Radio 94.1.